Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Two Girls One Podcast. So it's I know it's not really quarantine anymore. Actually, it depends where you are, but it's like in Malaysia, it's like called RMCO, I think. So it's like everything's back to normal, but not really. Like social distancing is still a thing, and I know some people have started going to school again and work, but I just it doesn't really feel that normal to me. Mm-hmm. And I know that lots of people during quarantine have been watching loads of movies and TV shows. I remember I watched I so many. Yeah, it's, it's orange. It is so pretty. Have you seen Black Butterfly? No. Dude, they're so pretty. It is so pretty. You know what? Sorry, this is a side tangent. You know, did I tell you, we went to a butterfly park before. So, like, my brother was obsessed with butterflies. Mm-hmm. Like, when he was younger and he had, like, a t-shirt with, like, butterflies. He was, like, so infatuated with it. And yeah. then we brought him to a butterfly park. But, like, one minute we were there, he started crying. <laughs> and we are like, no, no, wait, wait, what are you doing? And then he was like... <laughs> Because he was overwhelmed because they were everywhere and he would not stop crying. We're like, are you freaking kidding me? I remember once when we, I don't know where we were, but this is what I remember. It was like, I was in grade five, I went to the zoo. And there was a, there was a bat peeing into a lizard's mouth. Ew, that is disgusting. I'm trying to think of what exhibit, like, where we find that. Oh, but I've been somewhere, I don't remember where, but it was like a cave and there was a bunch of bats. And it was like really cool, but kind of creepy, but also lots of bats. In where we live. I, gotta... I had a bat in my bathroom once. I think I told you that. In your bathroom? Yeah, so we were hearing like things in the ceiling and we thought it was like a rat. In the oh, room. yeah, 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 yeah. And one morning I, w- I went to my bathroom and it was there like in the corner oh my God. in my bathroom. So how do you get rid of it? And I freaked out. I closed the door. I didn't go into the bathroom. Uh-huh. And I was like shouting for my mom. Then we called security. We were like, there's a bat in my bathroom. Uh-huh. Come and, like, do it. and the guy came. He picked it up and it was, it was tiny. It was like the size of my phone. Oh my God. It was so small. I was like, well, you know, I can't really see it. You know? He picked it up and he was like, now what? And I was like, I don't get rid of it. Uh huh. You know what? I remember Rizzo told me he was like his mom had like a bat on her prayer mat, so he had to pick it up. And then she, she mom was gonna kill him. He was like, no, 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 it's okay. I'll pick it up, pick it up. It's okay. Don't kill it. <laughs> Wait, I was gonna say something. Oh, I'm not gonna say where we live, but we live in like this weird. Okay, this sounds like we live in a treehouse, but it's like this. It's like a ju- not a jungle, but it's like some foresty kind of area. It's like in the neighborhood, but like it's a. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, like, the other day we were at her house, and we were about to open the, the, oh the grill, God, yeah. and there's a fucking monster lizard there. Like, by my shoe rack. <laughs> so, that's where we live. Anyways, back to TV shows. So, I watched a lot of movies during, like, the start of quarantine. Like, I watched so many. But I haven't watched a lot of TV shows recently because I had this problem with, like, commitment. And, like, I feel like watching a TV show is a commitment, right? Because, like... Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of TV shows have lots of seasons, but usually, cause and I and I know that sometimes when I start something, it's hard for me to stop. Like I'm that kind of person. If especially if it's on Netflix, if everything's there, I'm gonna watch it like all at once. Maybe not all at once, but you know, a lot of it at once. So, I was thinking, right, because there are so many TV shows that people have been obsessed with recently, uh, that I'm gonna say are not that good. <clears throat> Outer <Yeah>. Banks. <laughs> I feel like you should be investing your time in some actually good TV shows, and we're gonna give you some. Okay, starting off with one that I'm sure everyone has heard of, Euphoria. It's amazing. And I, yeah, I didn't watch Euphoria for a while, because I was like... Because I watched the trailer. I don't know if you watched the trailer. I didn't watch the trailer. Okay, I, I watched the trailer, and I was like, I don't understand what it's about. It was really, really vague. And I, I'm, I'm telling you now, the only reason why I started watching it is because Zendaya was. And I was like, I was like, okay, I'll watch it! So I watched it and I was like, well, I was like really surprised by how much I loved it. So there's only one season because it came out uh, fairly recently. I think it came out last year. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm, okay, 
when I talk about Euphoria right now, I'm going to be comparing it to shows that have, like, similar themes, like 13 Reasons Why, which I don't really like. I mean, I never watched it, but I'll get to why it's problematic. And and Skins, which I also have not watched, but I heard it's really good. I've so, Skins. Really? But I saw the trailer, and it's not, it's like... It's, it's it's old though. It's not, not just old. It's like a bunch of sex and naked. That's what I saw. <laughs> okay. So by the way, I'm gonna say that um, most of my information is from this YouTube video called by this channel called Trope Anatomy. It was a really great video. It's about it was comparing Euphoria and ta- talking about how basically Euphoria did teen melodrama right, which is not easy because I feel like when you're doing like teen dramas, it's easy to kind of fuck it up like. Like, I feel like they always add in some kind of other element to, like, sci-fi or, like, uh, crime. So it's, like, you, it's never really... You don't look at, like, Stranger Things yeah. that is not a normal teenage experience. Or, like, even, like, 13 Reasons Why, after the first season, it gets all, like, crimey, oh, so right? Say, you know when they, like, take actors that are clearly much older than high school? Yeah, I think that's normal. Like, like Victorious? Okay, Victorious I is not that bad. I remember watching that. I was like, so you watch... So when you watch, like, iCarly and... Uh, Josh, they're their age, right? And they look tiny. And then I remember watching Victoria. But like, I don't think Victoria's that bad. So, like, cool or anything? But I think, like, okay, I, again, I have not watched Outer Banks, but they don't no, know no. at all. <laughs> and, okay, what was I going to say? Oh, it's like, and so the thing with doing teen melodrama, it's like you want it to still be them being teens. Like, Pretty Little Liars. I watched it. Um, I didn't finish it, though. I, I love... I but I did love Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. But the thing is, is that it was not really a teen drama because you kind of forget that they were even in school. Because yeah. after a while, not much happens surrounding school anymore, right? Mm-hmm. After, like, after Mona was the first A. So then, so, in Euphoria, okay, it's, I, there's no, like, there's so many things going on, but not really. It's, like, basically about teenagers and their life, and they live in this, like, suburban area. So there's not, it's not like a city or anything, not like Gossip Girl, like, when they're in the heart of the city. It's kind of like this, kind of, like, suburban area that is, like, mm, there's not much going on, so that's why there's so much happening in their own lives and and they kind of like show the struggles that teens go through in their daily lives which is similar to 13 reasons why but i feel like that was mostly the first season because they kind of like address those things but then after the first season because okay so 13 reasons why it's a book Mm, yeah so i didn't watch the second season because i read the book and i kind of liked it and when the when the show came out i didn't think it was like, I don't think it was as good as the book. Mm-hmm. And then when they came out, how many seasons are they now? Three? I think, like, four. So, but how, what do you do, like, beyond that? Like That's why they did, like, the weird stuff where they made it into, like, some murder mystery oh, yeah. thingy. So, so, um, and also, like, I, um, I feel like the way they portrayed certain issues and 13 Reasons Why was kind of problematic. Like, I, I'm so sorry, but I didn't, like, I couldn't find the list of things. I remember it was the video. But it was like addressing how certain reasons why addressed these issues in a really problematic way, like how they handled suicide. So, from um, the cases of like suicides increased mm-hmm. after certain reasons why it came out, and lots of people they were like a lot of copycat suicides. So they kind of mirrored Hannah's death, and it's like you see that doesn't happen with other shows. Because that, that was like because I, even when I was reading it, I remember thinking that's such a like creative way to go. Yeah, no. but I so feel like I don't think that was a great movie to. Yeah, I think so. She, who was it? Selena Gomez was the one that did it because mm. she wanted to like raise awareness for suicide, but that was not a good I, movie. Yeah, I think the way they they did a lot of other things because I there's like a whole list of things you should and shouldn't do when you portray these things on 
and media, and I know they um, totally did not pay attention to these things. And in the way they like portray these things, it's like they, I feel like they kind of picked important topics and they kind of like just kind of they didn't develop it properly. So like you know, I again I didn't watch it. So but like you know the whole school shooter thing, like it was kind of like I think a second, but it's like really random and like it, it was like so I okay. I have very vague knowledge, but I know it's like the guy who got assaulted with the mop. Okay. He ends up being the school shooter, or he wants to shoot the. And it was it's kind of like, like I'm not saying it could never happen, but that usually doesn't happen. Like mm-hmm. you don't get assaulted suddenly. Like let me get a gun, shoot people, yeah. right? And the thing, and it's like, and the whole thing was like Bryce, you know, the assaulter mm-hmm. guy. Like he was killed, like murdered, but they're so. I know it's a show, but like it's in that in that context, it's not very realistic. Like a lot of pe- lots of people don't even come out about being sexually assaulted, and a lot of the time they don't have justice. So for them to, it's just so like I know like I think it's weird because they're trying to like put it like portray it as like oh it's like these really realistic things, but those things don't happen. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't like get sexually assaulted, and then by chance your the person who assaulted you is murdered. Like, that doesn't happen. And, like, the things that happen to them might happen outside of school. Anyways, back to Euphoria. The way that they... Okay, the thing with, again, the skins, it's, like, similar to Euphoria. It's about, like, teenagers and their lives, but it's, like, it's British teenagers. I think it's the... And it's, like, it was a long, long time ago. Not that long, but it's, like, in the early 2000s. And the thing that both skins and Euphoria kind of are known for-ish is, like, they're really, like, um, kind of out there, like, clothes and makeup and everything and that plays into the theme of the teen fantasy which I thought was really interesting I didn't think about that but I think it makes so much sense because like I feel like when I think about being a teenager I don't really think about 13 I think like maybe like 15 to like 18 or 19 where it feels like I don't know why but like I mean I'm not that far from being a teenager but like I remember like in the peak of my teenage years I was like oh my god no one understands me I like you know I can do anything like that whole like fantasy of being a teen like where it feels like the best and also the worst time of your life and no one understands what you're going through and it's like you know like that really I don't know how to explain it and like this feeling like you can do anything but also you can't do anything and you're trapped and I thought that was really interesting and how both shows kind of showed how being a teenager is like it's not it's like not everything's resolved it's like really messy and chaotic and wild and euphoric and so in Euphoria, they do talk about lots of, like, really heavy topics, like abortion, drug abuse, um, alcoholism, etc., etc. And they kind of have this, it's a really nice contrast between those heavy topics and their uh, costume. Because they're, oh my god, I'm obsessed with their, like, costumes. Like, each character, also each character has their own episode, which is the same as Skins. And they... Actually, not all, but I think, I'm thinking they're going to have some for, like, the new season. But they all have their distinct style, and I really like that, like, it separates them from each other, obviously. And, I don't know, it's just so, it's, like, so visually pleasing. And the thing is, like, the cinema, cinematography of that TV yeah, show was, was amazing. I love the shots where they start from the bottom, and then they go, like, to your head, and then they go backwards, or, like, like the camera flips upside down. Or there's this one, I don't know, it's, like, this one scene where, like, Rue was at a party, and she was, like, so high, and she was, like, she thought she was, like, walking on the walls. Do you remember that? And, like, it, the cinematography is great. And there's this is one episode, the carnival episode, where everyone's in the carnival, and they, like, they go up, like, like a bird's eye view, and they, like, 
like they zoom into like I don't explain it, but like it is just so good, and okay. And also the color and everything. Yes, I love that. I love that so much. Okay, I did want to talk about what did I want to talk about. Okay, I want to talk about the criticism that the show has um kind of received. So there is some criticism on it being unrealistic, I guess. But the thing is that I guess the show never the show never really claimed to be super real and what um like it's not like realism like it's not based on true mm-hmm. stories right but the thing is is that the director said that the each scene of the like in like the tv show was supposed to be an interpretation of reality so it doesn't really represent like actual reality but it's kind of an emotional reality so it's like like you may not experience everything that they do but you have that similar feeling so like you know cassie's character so like she went through like a lot like, you know, her nudes got spread. She was, like, coerced into, like, having, like, the guys, like, guys that she was with would take videos of them having sex even though she never really fully consented to it. And then she's kind of presented, like, everyone sees her as, like, this girl who gets around, but she's just really been treated like shit. And it's, like, you don't have to have, like, the exact same experience, but the feeling of, like, being defeated or, like, feeling of, like, being taken advantage of... You know, you don't have to have the exact same experiences as her, but you, like, that has the same feeling, I feel, or, like, or even, like, okay, like, this one episode with, I don't even remember, but it's, like, when Rue was, like, really depressed, and she's watching Love Island, and she was on her bed, and she, like, could not get up to do anything, like, she couldn't get up to, like, eat or to shower, especially to pee, and I felt like I definitely had, like, similar experiences, maybe not as long as she did, because she had her pee for, like, the whole day. Mm But, like, I know that feeling of, like, sitting, like, lying down and, like, feeling like you can't physically move. So, I think, like, that was really important that, like, they kind of, like, because it's, like, it's not meant to, like, not everything is meant to be real. But, like, there's supposed to be some truth in each of their stories. And I feel like there's so much you can relate to, like, in all the characters. And then another piece of criticism was that it was glorifying, like, sex and alcohol and drugs and partying. And I want to say that I disagree like completely because like okay there's this movie i don't know if you watched it it's called project x no. so it's about like these two from what i remember i watched it a long time ago you know these two guys they're kind of like lame and they throw this massive party like crazy party there's like hundreds of thousands of people there and then it's like there's like crazy like drugs and alcohol and sex going on and the police come in helicopters because it's like that out of hand was this like a teenage yeah, yeah. And that was definitely a glorification because it's like you look at that and you think, wow, that's really cool. I, I mean, I'd love to go to a party like that. But then with Euphoria, I feel like they show both sides. So it's like, I think that's what makes it realistic is that drugs and alcohol, like, they can be really fun. Like, they show the fun side of things because, like, there's like this one part where Rue was like, and I'm not supposed to say this, but drugs are really cool. And you see, like, them at parties and them having, like, a good time. But you also see the repercussions of it, like, with. Uh, Rue overdosing and then her sister having to find her unconscious yeah. and her struggles like there is this one scene where Rue by the way Rue is Zendaya's character so she gets called up by the teacher and she has to talk about one memorable moment of the summer I don't know why she did that because like, it's such a small town you know she went to rehab right and then she she's standing there and she can't say anything because her entire summer was ruined like her sister found her unconscious she was at the hospital um, I think she was she went to rehab so it's like you see that she has to deal with these things and it's like it doesn't i don't think it's glorifying or even sex like i feel like it doesn't glorify sex at all like 
especially like in Cassie's character, like you see the struggle she had to go through. And that's why I think it's really important. And also the creator of the show was a recovering addict, so why would he make it like a glorification? And the last thing I want to talk about, what is the characters? I really like how complex the characters are. Like I feel like they, because they, I mean, they not all of them, but like a lot of them got their own episode. And I feel like you really get to yeah, know them better. And like, so, and it's like, they're not, how do I explain it? So it's like, they're, they tackle so many different things. So I already talked about Cassie and then another character is McKay. So he got his own episode. So McKay is like, he's older than the rest of them and he's like this football player. But it's like, he's so, con- he's like really conflicted in a way. Cause like, I feel like he, 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 he knows who he wants to be, but at the same time, he has so many people in his ear telling him what he should be. So like his dad puts this pressure on him to be this perfect guy. And, like, he has this, I feel like, and also because he's friends with um, Nate, this other character who's basically a sociopath. And he has, like, and Nate is, like, the embodiment of, like, toxic masculinity. And it's, like, you see, like, him, like, McCage trying to not be influenced, but he's so, like, easily swayed. And I remember this one scene where, like, so McKay and Cassie are together. And so McKay is already in college, so Cassie comes to visit him, like, during Halloween, and then they're about to have sex. And then this group of guys, because I think he joined a fraternity, so a group of guys came in and, like, started dry-humping him on the floor, and he started crying, and then Cassie's there trying to, like, tell him to stop, and then after they leave, he goes to the bathroom, and then it's, like, he's, like, crying, right, because obviously it's, like, it's fucking weird and mm-hmm. scary, yeah. and then when, but when he comes out, he looks at Cassie, he's, like, why did you put on your clothes, and then he asked to have sex, and, like, you could see, like, he's, like, so conflicted between what he's, what he what he feels he is, but then also what he thinks other people expect him to be. And I think that was a really important issue because I feel like guys face that too. It's like, you know, like men being like worried about being emotional or just being respectful because they don't want to seem like less masculine or stuff like that. So that's why I love the show. I think it's a great show. It's only one season, so it's definitely worth your time. So that's, that's Euphoria. Okay, my two, like, my two, my, like, all-time favorite shows, I guess, are The Fosters and Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I say Grey's Anatomy, everyone's thinking of, like, drama and sex and doctors. I only think of doctors. But, like, um, because everyone's just, I swear to God, in Grey's Anatomy, everyone's just having sex with everyone. But, okay, so I like them because I feel like both the shows, they show, like, a lot of social injustice mm-hmm. and how they deal with it and also they especially Grey's Anatomy they like to reflect what's happening in the world today mm. so do you remember with the whole like uh, gun thing this, this huge thing in America oh yeah they brought that into Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. as well so there was a shooting in the hospital and then the whole Me Too movement mm-hmm. so once this guy I don't remember what his like uh, like I don't remember the his title like his respected title but he owned all these uh, hospitals and when he passed away all these girls started coming out saying that they'd all been assaulted by him. Oh. And that was trying to reflect uh, reality. I think there's others, but... Okay, so then other things they show... So I... Well, I love Grey's Anatomy, but I also hate it because all their... Like, right now, I don't know if you know, whoever's watching, like, whoever's watching Grey's Anatomy right now, there used to be five main guys. Mm-hmm. I know there's, like, lots of main, like, uh, Rhonda Bailey and Dr. Weber. Those two, okay, so they're also kind of main characters because they've been there since day one. But the five, like, main, main characters, all of them just left. Wait, what about... Mer- is her name Meredith? Meredith. So she's there. she's there. 
Well, so she has to be there because like, it's Grey's Anatomy, there. right? But her, so they, so through there's like sixteen teams now. Uh-huh. So one by one, everyone's like left. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know, like spoiling thing, but I mean, this is so long ago, so I'm just gonna say it. Why I died? Yeah. So I cried because it was. Oh my god, that was so sad. I got hit by a bus trying to save another person. Okay, so everyone's leaving, and now the main. So there's two guys left: Meredith and Corev. And Corev is leaving. You think? Do you think Meredith will ever leave? I don't know, how can she though? Because her name's the show. They changed it to something else. <laughs> Someone else's anatomy. Uh, they just, you know, they, they make it so sad. For so, why do they have to kill everyone? I understand. But they can leave. Oh, wait. They all, they all died? Most of the people, no. So all those, like, the main five, uh-huh. three just left. One uh-huh. died. But, like, there's also other characters. Like, her sister dies. And what? her husband dies. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Her but, mom like, dies. But are they, like, is, like, what's the latest season? 16. When did it come out? It came out like last year. Do you think they got like the next one gonna be the last or? But like, how many seasons more can you go? Uh huh. Yeah, because it came out a long time ago, right? Because mm-hmm. I remember my parents used to watch it like a long time ago. But also, I really love what's her name, Ellen Pompeo. Mm-hmm. I love her as a person as well. You really? I don't know if you've seen her interviews. She's all no. for like uh, femininity and like standing up against like racist. Like on set when. They have these issues on set. Mm-hmm. She's the first to like tackle it. Oh, I love that. And she's all like, I just yeah, I love it. Okay, so then they also showed so the other things that they reflected, which I thought was kind of important, because like I feel like I already knew them, but the show kind of like emphasized like how big of a thing mm-hmm. it was. Was you know how some religions I don't really know what they are, but they don't believe in medicine. They feel like God's gonna cure them. Isn't it a culture thing? No, it's. A, this religion is I think it's part of like, like okay. a branch of Christianity, if I'm not wrong. Oh. So on the show, they showed it, but they showed people struggling with it. Okay. So there was this guy, this boy who kept, uh, who kept coming on to the, coming to the hospital, but they couldn't treat him because he's part of this thing, right? Okay. So they had to send him away. But he kept showing up because he was going blind, and it was oh, something like something like Mormon, no. Some chemicals and toxins. I don't know what it was, but they kept asking him, "How do you end up at the hospital?" And the dad came. He was like, "Stop taking my child!" And he was like really furious. Mm-hmm. And they found out later it was the mom that kept dropping him out because oh. they they thought that the hospital like. Anyways, so there's that. There's a few others, and there's also like uh, they tackle like Meredith as a character. She tackles like expensive healthcare in America, and mm-hmm. so yeah, it is season, expensive. It is expensive, and in season uh, sixteen, she goes to. Spoiler alert! You can see it okay. if. You don't want to hear the spoiler. Okay, so she goes to prison in season 16 because there's a kid there who is an immigrant and they can't, they don't have insurance. So mm-hmm. she uses her child's insurance because she feels it's unfair that they don't have insurance to pay for it. Oh, uh, yeah. Because he was going to go, like, she had cancer and they were like, no, we can't afford it, so they weren't going to treat her. Oh, my God. But it was treatable. So then they did that. So that was the expensive health care. Oh, they had, okay, they've also had a few prison episodes and... Mm-hmm. They showed, so one was they showed, like, people coming in and how, how they have to tend, I think, anyway, so they have to tend to the prisoner, and then he goes in death row. Aww. So they have to watch him. So, so that was sad. sad. And there's another one, which I think is even worse, is when they go and visit the prison, mm-hmm. and they see the prison hospital, because I remember Bailey was so, like, they, she felt like they weren't getting the care they deserve, mm-hmm. but the state doesn't provide them enough. Mm-hmm. Like, they only get one tampon box. They only have one box, so not every girl. Gets oh my it. god! Are you right? kidding me? And also, they have only a certain amount of supplies, so not every person can get exactly the kind of medical attention they deserve. Dead. So they always have to like come up with ways to. See, okay, I don't get it, but like if they don't, 
I don't understand why they don't put money to that, but they put so much money to the, to the police. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Do you know how much? I don't know how much exactly how much money exactly, but I saw it like in the millions or billions. I mean, not billions, but like. But why do they need all that? <clears throat> you tell me. I don't know why they need that much money. Okay, so wait. Another so Grace and I meet. I'm like, I love it. And recently, I found out about ER, mm-hmm. which is an emergency room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a similar thing. It's with George Clooney and. Oh wait, really? It is so good. I don't know, I don't know why, but I just love ER, and it doesn't face the same. Like it's not as exclusive mm-hmm. as thing. There are definitely lots of like abusive cases, and there's so many like what ER does, which I like. I love is they. I've told you this before, where they like come with something and then they change it. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. It's like so they'll so one episode which was like, and they did the same thing in Grey's Anatomy just recently. Mm-hmm. So this guy, this girl, she came in. She was telling them about. Her, so her, one, her child died because they had to jump out of the window to, to get away from their, uh, from her abusive husband. Mm-hmm. So they jumped out of the window, but while they did that, her youngest daughter she died from that from an impact, and the boy was like, he was traumatized, and she was also the mom was also traumatized, and they're trying to ask her about it. So she was talking about the abusive husband. They had to go find this abusive husband. But later on, like towards the end of the episode, you, we found out that there was no abusive husband. So she, what do you mean? She's like schizophrenic or something? Something like that. Where she. Oh my god! So she made them all jump out of the window. Oh my god! And I, so you see the first scene where I was like, what they showed in the first scene was someone was banging on the door, and the son was like, and I remember watching that scene. Else, and the son was like, what are you doing, mom? What are you doing? And she was like, come to the window, come oh my to the window. God. And I was like scared for the boy. And I was like, go, like listen to her. What are you doing? And yeah. he was kind of like, and then at the end, when he was like, I haven't seen my dad in years. And they show they re-show the scene, and there's no one at the door. Oh my god! And I was like. So the fosters, they show the same thing. They tackle the same issues. Yeah. And they're they're more explicit than Grey's Anatomy mm-hmm. because Grey's Anatomy is more of a drama, right? So yeah. they, they put in stuff, but the fosters is even the name, the fosters. Yeah. So they talk a lot about like uh, the foster system and how what kids have to go through. And I did not know it was that bad. Mm-hmm. Like so many, they show us so Callie, her name, her the main character Callie, which is played by Maya Mitchell. She was there, and there's just once like. Uh, I don't know if it's one episode or a few episodes where she's put into different foster homes because she, I don't know why, but she's put into different foster homes. And one, one person, whatever, locks her room door at night. So she puts her in, like, before they go to bed, she locks her door. Okay. She can't get out of the room. Who? Kara, Callie. But, like, because like, I, I watched the first few seasons, mm-hmm. but, like, was she, like, problematic or did they make her seem problematic? Because, like, you know, like, she was in so many foster homes, right? Is it because she was problematic? Because remember, like, didn't she seem, but, like, no, okay. they made it seem like she was problematic. But she wasn't really, it was, so, she was, ex- she was in Juvie. The first episode, she's in Juvie. Oh, yeah. And so Wait, why, why was she in Juvie? Because she smashed her foster dad's uh, car because he was attacking, he was abusive towards them. Oh, So she yeah. was trying to get away, so she smashed the car to okay, them, and then that. they arrested her for that. So, she's with a social worker, and she brings her in, and it's a lesbian couple. Mm-hmm. And also, it's their bi- she's biracial. Yeah. So, again, that's, like, another big and she has they have one kid of their own not the biracial so there's a biracial and a and a white and they're a couple so the white mom I really should know their names but <laughs> she has a son of someone else so there he's there and they've already adopted two Latino kids which mm-hmm. is uh, Mariana and Jesus played mm-hmm. by Sierra Ramirez and Noah Scented Mayo okay before that it was a better actor I don't think so okay, well okay. maybe uh, a cuter actor so I'll was, just say that Jake D. Austin he was Okay, I loved him in Wizard Waving Waving Plays and the shows he did before that, but mm-hmm. on here, on... You didn't like Fosters, him on the Fosters? No, he had no, no addiction. He was oh. like... Oh. 
I don't know if I was just too distracted yeah, by how emotions. freaking hot he was. I was like, why? He just annoyed his acting annoyed me so much, and he didn't. He wasn't being. He wasn't going to be, like, on screen as often in season three, so he decided mm-hmm. to dip. But then Noah Centineo had like a lot of screen time, so I don't understand. Yeah. Maybe they changed it in the end. So they, they have that, and they have so the whole like uh, fosters issue, and I think that was like kind of interesting because I thought like that was a good system, like, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize anyone can be a foster parent. Ooh. And you get paid by the state. Wait, so what? So lots of people do this just you to get, get money <gasps> from the state. But like, oh my god, I always thought you have to like, like you have to do some kind of I'm test sure, to sure see. I'm sure you have to go through all that, but it's not, it's as, it's not as Are you sure you get paid from the state? They get paid from the state. Because I heard that adopting is really hard. But I think that's different. What do you mean? Because when you're fostering, you don't have to foster them for that long. You foster them for like a few, you know. Oh, you mean like the foster care. You mean like... What do you mean? Wait, I'm so confused. Like, use. random people can be foster parents. Yeah. So when kids need a place to stay, they just drop them off at your house to foster them. So anyone can be a foster parent. Oh, that sucks. That's and, horrible. And lots of, so in the show, they showed that lots of people just do this for the money. Oh my god. They're actually god. terrible, and I was like, wow. So there's that, there's like, what they have to like go through, like as a lesbian couple, as a blended family, mm-hmm. because they have all different races, and there's also lots of drama on the show, but they have to have drama. And there's also, like, the trans, where they have that, like, mm-hmm. one. And there's the DACA thing, where mm-hmm. they tackle the whole, like, immigrant thing as well. Uh-huh. And there's a speech by uh, Callie. You should go, like, even if you don't want to watch the show, like, you should just search up on YouTube, like... Is the one where it was, like, at some conference thing? Yeah, yeah so I, I saw it was, that. like... That was, I don't know what the, how you would call it, but just write, like, DACA speech, Callie, or whatever. And her speech was so... I, like... Have it saved on like Instagram because you know like they show it. Yeah. And I like it's so good. It's so powerful. Mm-hmm. It's like that moment in uh, How to Get Away where yeah. that one powerful line. I was like, wow. Because, like, I don't remember what the rally was for, but I think it was like some state. I don't know how this American system works. Mm-hmm. But someone was uh, giving conferences about America. They were all like, you know, make America great and like get rid of immigrants. So they were all in there, and she. So they were like, any questions? So she comes up with the questions, and she first she's like attacking her, and she's like, what about like DACA residents who were born here, grew up here? Why do they have to be sent back? Yeah. And he was like, if you don't have any proper questions, like get off. Like I'm gonna get security on you. And she was like, okay, I have a question. What makes an American? Mm-hmm. And they come, they all come with their poster. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. And the music, and I was like, and I was like crying. I was like, <laughs> and also they have it. So they stopped that, and they have like a spinoff called Good Trouble, mm-hmm. where. It's because they come in high school forever, right? Yeah. They, they grow up and they're in college now, but they're, so they're off doing their own things, and, but I don't think it's a, like, as good as the Fosters. I feel like, like, they're trying to make it different, mm-hmm. but also kind of, like, have the same elements, yeah. which I think is cool, but, like, I don't think it's the best show. <laughs> okay, so, in Good Trouble, so Mariana, she's Latino, I believe. Yeah. So, she, Mariana's Latino, and so... In the workspace, she's, she's Latina. Like, Latina. Girl. Yes. So Mariana's Latina, and in Good Trouble, she's they go they go off to work. They kind of skip college, so they go off to work. And she's, she's not only is she's uh, not only is she a Latina, she's also um, she's also a girl, mm-hmm. and she's in this like engineering kind of environment. So no one takes her seriously, and her salary is lower, mm-hmm. less than. Wait, these when did she get smart? She's always been smart. Even the Fosters, she was like in STEM. She was the she was. But like that was like later, was right? Because like in the be- in the I remember in the beginning, I don't remember her being smart. She was always smart. Wait, really? She was, yeah. Maybe I just don't remember that. She was always like with. She was with her 
best friends are always off doing STEM stuff. Oh, okay. So, and I remember this, which, and she's very bold in her dresses and mm-hmm. her, how she styles herself. Yeah. But in Good Trouble, they told her in the workforce, like in the workplace, some of the girls were like, you need to tone it down so they respect you more. I hate this. And so, tone it down was basically jeans, shirt, cardigan, and... <laughs> they kind of like Legally Blonde. But Legally Blonde was so unrealistic. <laughs> but I like that. She's such a badass. And also, Callie goes on to be like a lawyer because she wants to do something with like uh, the justice system mm-hmm. and social. She wants to deal with the social lawyers so. up. Yeah. Okay. The next uh, TV show I have that I actually started watching recently because I was like, okay, I'm going to get over this irrational fear of mine of starting TV shows. And it's called Dear White People. So it is on Netflix and it is not new. But the last season came out pretty recently. I'm not going to talk about the plot too much because I'm just going to. I don't think it's that necessary to talk about because I want to talk about like why I enjoy the show and what makes it a good show to me. Um, so basically, the show is about the... There is no sort of main character, kind of, because like the first two seasons are narrated by this guy. We, you find out who the narrator is later on. But the main, main character is Sam White. You know she's Sasha from Bratz, the movie? You told me that. Yeah. And, okay, so... Her last name's White? Like, I know. Show, or? She's biracial. But like yeah, her last name's White. <laughs> So she has a radio show on in her university with the called Dear White People and it addresses like a problematic white people behavior. So in the first season they did tackle a few major things. One of the things was the blackface party. So it was a bunch of white people at a party and they were all doing blackface and they were listening was the to point of that? Because they're racist <laughs> and they're listening to black music. They were basically mocking black people, obviously, because it's blackface. And then she um Obviously, like, um, the cops show up, and then Sam shows up and records everything. You find out later that, this is a spoiler, but it's not that big of a deal, that she's the one who sent out the invite, because it was actually already, so, like, okay, so, on the university, they have Sam, Sam? the The main character. So, there's, like, different houses, kind of, in the university. I'm getting getting to there, I'm getting to there. So, so they have, like, different um, houses to... So like she, so Sam's staying in this uh, house called AP, which is for Armstrong Parker, and there's like it's a entirely black community, and there's other like, other houses, right? So one of them is called, yeah. one of them is called Pastitions, like mostly white people, and they're really problematic, most of them, but other people are problematic as well, and so I think it was Pastiche the who started the blackface party, but then they got shut down. So Sam hacked into the account and sent out the invite anyway because she wanted to see who would show up. So she was, was like. Yes, wow. a lot of people, and she showed up, and she was like, "I got all of you." And she talked about it in her and what, her. What year was this set in? I think it was two thousand sixteen seventeen. That was not like really early. Uh, not early. 20s. Yeah. Wait. Okay. And then another thing they tackled was stop doing this thing with my fingers. <laughs> was uh, police brutality. So basically, they were at this party, and this one character named Reggie. He's black, and he's really smart. And so they're having this kind of um, quiz thingy where you, like, get it right and then you don't drink. If you get it wrong, you drink. And so him and his friend, who's white, team up and they're, like, winning because Reggie's really smart. And after they start dancing, right? And then they play hip-hop music because they always play that at mm-hmm. parties. And then the white friend's singing along and then the N-word comes up and the white friend sings the N-word. But that white friend doesn't seem racist. Like, he seems like a totally normal guy. But then he says that. So Reggie's like, oh, man, I don't think you should say that. It's making me feel uncomfortable. And he takes it completely the wrong way. He's like, 
you're, I'm not racist, Reggie. You know I'm not racist. And, Wait, was this at the blackface party? No, no, it's at a different oh, party. Okay. So this guy is like, they're fine, they're friends, but then he takes it like he thinks that Reggie's calling him like a horrible racist person. But Reggie's like, just don't say that because it makes me uncomfortable. Cause it's a black person, and then he gets so offended. And Reggie's like, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying, maybe just can you just not say that word? And he was like, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't do that, Reggie, my man. You know, it's just a song. And then and then like other people come in, like his friends come in, like. He's just saying, don't say the N-word. And, and they were like, why are you... And he was like, why are you all attacking me? And he was so dramatic, right? And then certain things start to get a little more serious. And the cops show up. And then the cops... After the cops show up, um, one of the cops looks at Reggie and says, give me your ID, but just Reggie. And then Reggie's like, why? I don't I don't need to give you my fucking ID, right? Like, who the fuck are you? Like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not giving my ID. And then he was like... And then because Reggie's like hesitant, he pulls out his... By the way, this is campus security. He pulls out his gun points at Reggie's like give me your ID and he was like okay hey guys so half of what we recorded um <laughs> disappeared disappeared so we're back and a little um they don't need to know where we're gonna sound like it yeah. I feel like everything's kind of slow you feel that yeah we're a little bit no. high so I don't really remember oh fuck where I left off oh Wow, you don't lie down. But I think it was like Reggie and the cop. And. Ooh. You're so soft. Right, also crumbs. Mmm. I told you it's not a good idea. What? Just record. I don't remember what I was saying. Oh. Okay, Reggie. Oh, I hate this. I can't explain my point properly. Properly. Um. I always couldn't end. So yeah, I don't remember where I stopped off with Reggie, but basically, they pull a cop pulled out a gun on Reggie, and they obviously traumatized him. So there are two other characters. One character, her name is Jo. What's her name? Her name? Who's that? Dude, I can't. I'm trying to stay focused. Okay, I can. Okay. So Joelle is Sam's. Uh, new best friend and Coco was her old best friend so they're both like really beautiful dark skin characters but they like they like express their blackness differently so um, Coco is like she has like I mean there's nothing wrong with I don't this to come off as something that's not but black girls like you know wearing weaves it's like completely fine right like but she like wears that she doesn't wear her natural hair and she dresses differently and she acts um, like she kind of like disassociates herself with her past because she wants to uh, like assimilate into like bro i'm like inviting the birds the birds i keep dropping my wristband i'm inviting them over here you know what? no I, you can have it yeah. the birds are not gonna come i forgot what i forgot what I was saying. yeah so then um so yeah and she's really like career focused and career driven because she feels like she needs to put in more effort as a black woman which really sucks because she's black and she's a woman and you see her like trying to get this fellowship and she really really wants it because she she wants to be the first black female who gets it and that's really important to her and she can be kind of annoying sometimes like but she's like really bitchy but it it's because she needs to work harder as a black woman and also like oh yeah so she ends up getting pregnant with her current boyfriend but they broke up and she goes to the like to get an abortion but she decides to change her mind so you see 18 years later She's like super accomplished with like her daughter. 
and everything and she's and she's really successful and everything but it turns out to be just her daydream because she ends up getting an abortion because she knows that she can't there's no like guarantee that she's going to have that future because she would need to like drop out and everything and she's a black woman and she's come so far working so hard so that's coco and then you have joelle who like really embraces her blackness but she still feels like she's uh, at odds with her best friend because her best friend's biracial and so she feels like every time she brings a guy home, they're going to like Sam better as a best friend because she has lighter skin. And that really sucks because she's really beautiful and she's intelligent. She's smart. And, like, she even talks like she has, like... So she ends up taking up, up the radio show, Dear White People. And she interviews this... Um, she's not super main character, but she's kind of a main character. Um, um, and her name is Muffy. She's white. And they're talking about sexual assault. And Muffy's, like, really angry. And so she's, like, telling Joelle, like, aren't you angry? And Joelle's, like... She says she can't be angry the way that Muffy can because she's a black woman. And because people are going to see her as like an angry black woman and not like her standing up against sexual assault. So, um, uh, do I want to say anything else? So my opinions on the show. There's some scenes are, some scenes are kind of weird. But like the show is meant to be a satire. So like, I get it. So it's fine. I really like like the cinematography and... I feel like the sex scenes are really good because they're really beautiful because like they have really nice skin and the way they filmed it's just really nice and I really enjoy it. It's only three seasons and it's on Netflix and it's a pretty easy watch but it still covers important topics. So you can go next. Okay, my turn. I'm going to be talking about The Bold Type which is, I think there's four seasons now and basically it's about a magazine and there's these three best friends who work there. So it's about a magazine, and there's three best friends who work there, and you follow the lives of these three best friends. Their names are Jane, Kat, and Sun. And one's a writer, the other one works in media, and the last one works in fashion. So... Okay. I really like this show because it's like, best friends. See, <laughs> yeah, I don't... <laughs> what? Like the... Like, no, okay, so I really like the show. Gosh, I really can't think. I told you. Um, and you wanted to do true crime like this. That would have been funny. That's what I was thinking. That would be hilarious. How would that be funny? Because you just missed. I'm going to sound Shut like up, a... let me think. <laughs> Why do I like the show? Because there was three girls, and they're all, like, super badass and powerful. And it's, like, a really uplifting, like, you know, woman, yeah. Woman, yeah. And also, there's also, they deal with issues of race, gender, and political issues. Like what? Isn't race and gender political political issue? Yeah, it can and it cannot be. Like political political issues like in like the workforce and society oh. kind of stereotypes and everything. So I don't know, I don't really have they go to like lots of fancy parties and it's not really like they're not drilling you on these uh, important topics topics. But it they do give you a lot of like because how they structure is normally it's something for the magazine so they go on since they each have like a different job you see how it affects like the different sides the, I don't know how to explain this <laughs> you like get to see this one problem from different perspectives <laughs> and that's kind of cool also they also find it's not like important topics but it's like things 
that I feel like society kind of, kind of shies away from because it's different. For example, like, uh, well, LGBTQ community, they're not really different. But I mean, they, they highlight that a lot because they have that, they have that religion a lot from like different perspectives. And it also, they also, they have a character who is a Muslim, a Muslim female who is, who is gay. Oh, really? And I thought that was really interesting. Oh. Actually, my neighbor is a gay Muslim. Your neighbor? Yeah. Which neighbor? Oh. With two guys. Oh, anyway. yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought that was interesting because I've never actually seen that On concept. TV, yeah. Yeah. And that kind of challenged my views. I was mm-hmm. like, can you do that? But she did, so. <laughs> oh, and also like sexual assault. They don't really go too much on that because I think it's a really heavy topic and they, they didn't want to that's not their uh genre like not that's not the theme but they do touch on it and they show all these like powerful women and how they overcame it but they show it from like for example there's this one lady who i don't really remember the story i should go look that up but i think it was either her youth was taken away from her or something to do in a false marriage in like an abusive marriage so she was there uh, in central park and she held up like weights I don't know what the weights represented, but I remember it just got heavier and heavier until... Uh, I don't remember why she was doing this, but she was she was carrying weights, and each day they got heavier and heavier, and she had to do it all like, the whole time around, and people in, like, the public were able to come and feed her. No, that sounds really weird. But, like, she did not eat or drink, because she couldn't move. Yeah. So they come, and they feed her, or uh, give her some water, or some people could, like, come to take the burden off her for a while. I think that's what it was. It was like all her burdens. I don't remember. Anyways, that was, that was like, if you just go watch it so you understand it, because I feel like I'm making no sense right now. <coughs> I just thought that episode was kind of cool because it's stuff that I've never actually seen before. Okay. Go. Okay. So, well, the last two I have are the Carrie Diaries and Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment Twenty Three, which were both canceled, which we really sucked because they were both really great. So, Carrie Diaries is like about. Okay. Look at that tree. What tree? Whoa, it's fucking tall. The fucking no, the the other one. The slanted one? Wait. Let me describe it to you. It's your real name. It's green and red at the same time. Oh yeah. That's cool. Carry on. Um Right, the Carrie Diaries. It's about like Carrie Roch fucking hell. Carrie Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City. And it's like about her her teen year, so she gets like an internship in New York City, like in the city city. So like um she gets to she has to work there. It's not like related to fashion, but that's what she's like really passionate about. So she gets like a little taste of that life, and she ends up working in a fashion magazine. It's really cool to see, like especially like I'm, I never I have still haven't watched Sex in the City, but like um it's really cool I guess to see like such an iconic character and her life throughout her teenage years, and it's really like light. And like funny mm-hmm. and like super fun and it's like if you're into fashion that's great too because i really enjoyed that also, part as well um i watched the first one the original sex and the city series but i only watched a free i watched the first few episodes and i, I don't really like it like mm-hmm. i don't know because it was she carrie bradshaw now she's obviously growing up and she's working and she is working where she's working but she's writing so she writes all these i think she's freelancing but i'm not really sure but she's writing all these stories about people she meets on the way but that's like every single episode she meets someone she like writes about them that's it so i thought that was kind of boring but 
they came out with two movies at the end. Mm. Those two were really good. I thought they were like hilarious, and mm-hmm. they were also they did talk a lot. They were like I guess their um their audience was an older age group. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because like I was a teenager, it wasn't really there wasn't much going on. Mm-hmm. But they were talking about marriage and stuff, and I just thought it was kind of cool. And also the fact that they were all friends, like her yeah. diverse friend group. That's cool. And the last one was Don't Trust the Bitch in Department 23. I don't remember much of it, but that was really funny. It was great. And the bitch that is in the title is fucking hilarious, and I love her. So I can't really describe much because I don't remember. She's hilarious. Uh, is it my turn? Yeah, it's all you. Okay. Uh, the last two shows I love are, or love, because it's still going on. My socks are white. Are, is. They're are, white. They are white. This is Us and A Million Little Things. So they're both about family, uh, and they both film it differently. Like they, they're both about family, but they all have their, they both have their unique twist. So this is us. They go back and forth between the. So there's three different. Okay, let me tell you. So there's one family, and they have three children, three triplets, and uh, and so they show their childhood, but then it kind of like flashes back and forth to when they're. Um, in their adult years and having their three separate families and they're all three of them are like so different but they have to come together for this and that okay I remember when I first started watching this I used to tell Sarah like um, like every single episode made me laugh and cry mm-hmm. because they talked about such heavy not heavy but it was like emotional stuff but then it was like also really funny at the same time like I, I properly laughed it wasn't like you know salt salt <laughs> <laughs> like you smile a little bit then you stop <laughs> Um, and also the kind of issues they show, I remember writing this down, I was like, wow, I didn't realize, but they show like lots of different kind of, so they show like, this one guy was an alcoholic, uh, and they talked about social class, because out of the triplets, one actually died in uh, childbirth, that's what I call labor, and, but on the same day, some other kid, some other baby who was born on that same day, was left at a fire station, so they decided, this parents, by the way, I don't know why I didn't say this before, but in This Is Us, uh, Mandy Moore stars in it. Milo Ventimiglia, I don't know how to pronounce that. But the guy in Gilmore Girls, Jess, him, older, and Sterling K. Brown. And well, I mean, I started watching it because of because um, of the Milo guy, because he was I loved him in Gilmore Girls. But yeah, so uh, so they talk about so one guy was an alcoholic. They always talk about social class because one of the babies that they had, the one they adopted was I don't know this I didn't say it. oh my god. Look, they were okay. The, so one baby was found on the same day, and they had their twins. But Milo, the dad, he was like, you know what? I don't know why he thought this, but he was like, we're supposed to have triplets, so let's just adopt the guy, adopt the baby. So they did, and it was really cute. But it was a black baby, so he goes up with different, uh, with a different experience, and the parents are both white, so they have a hard time like trying to trying to teach him the world because they don't experience it themselves so it's hard for them they, they do try their best and it's really cool this uh that was race gosh i cannot that was race now social class was basically mm-hmm. not anymore and milo when they first started dating so it starts with they showed their lives as not kids but like young adults as well and so when they started dating mandy moore was of a higher status than milo sorry i don't know their real names so why was she a higher status than him just their job wise, like her dad was rich oh. and he really didn't have any money. And the Wait, Mandy like, Moore and Milo were siblings, right? No. They were, uh, they were the parents. Mandy Moore and Milo were the parents. Yeah. The fuck? And they're, 
uh, Sterling K. Brown is one of the, is the black son that grows up when he's older. So, um, so there's that, and the, Mandy Moore's dad really did not. It's not Mandy Moore. I should. The the main character. There's. Fuck, I don't know how to explain this. But she did not, because she comes from a higher status. Her dad plays golf, and he goes to like country clubs. And the other, the guy she liked didn't. So, the dad wasn't really fond of him, and he made fun of him a lot. He would take him golfing, but. And so, uh, taking golfing and they'd hang out with the dad's friend, but he didn't like the, uh, Milo's character. And so he was, like, in front of him, he would make fun of him and mock him in front of him. Uh, they also talk about, like, teenage years, and because all three siblings, one's a girl, one's a guy, and one's black. And so those three were kind of like, they all grew up with something different, and so I thought that was kind of interesting how they all, because they're triplets, they have, like, similar lives, but their lives are all so different in the same way. Uh, they talk about political issues a lot as well. Like one of Sterling K. Brown, his character runs for, he becomes a politician in his community because uh, because he just doesn't like his community, the way uh, politicians are abusing it because it's a, it's black dominated, the population is black dominated, so they, they get treated really poorly. So he steps up and I thought that was kind of cool. So in a million little things, it's similar, it's like friends and family. And it's just about different, like, the way this one is shot, it's like different, the different families are like friends. <laughs> so there's different families, but they're all friends. They're all kind of like each episode you see all of them because they're always over or they're always helping out and the kids are not really the same age, but similar and blah, blah, blah. And I said this in the other one, so it's not going to be as funny this time, but let me just say it. Also, my favorite character in here is Gary, who's played by James Roday. He's just hilarious and funny and sarcastic. I mean, okay. So this is like, the opening scene was, and it's not funny, but it is funny, is when one of the guys, he's trying to commit suicide, this is how Wait, little thing, okay. that's he's trying to commit suicide, oh, he has yeah. all these pills everywhere and he's like writing his uh, suicide note, and as he's taking water, he's taking tap water, and on the news that he's watching, they're saying tap water is, it's like unsafe and residents shouldn't eat, uh, drink it because they're, everyone's going ill, so he throws out the tap water. <laughs> Even though he's trying to commit suicide, he throws that out and he goes to find filtered water and he's there like chugging the pills, trying to swallow lots of water and his friend keeps calling him, Gary keeps calling him, he's declining and declining and it's like, it's multiple times, like really like, it's like Gary really wants to tell him something so he spits out his, uh, he spits out his thing, his pills and he answers the call and he's like really angry and really funny, he's like, what? And Gary's like, John just committed suicide and he was like, oh shit and he he threw all the pills away and everything and his death I don't, I don't know where they were going with this but they made his death like really mis mysterious and like because he kind of planned it but they never went anywhere with that so and it brings them together like brings them closer okay well I'm done but I was gonna say other other shows that I love like so for comedy sitcoms I loved Modern Family mm -hmm. Friends Freddy and Freddy was on like What's it called? Night, night, Nick at Night? Mm. I, didn't, I didn't even know there was a Nick at Night. I didn't know that either. And I found it on YouTube, and I'm supposed to there's only 20 episodes, because it was funny. Like, I laughed funny. <laughs> then The Office, but the US version. And How I Met Your Mother. I thought those were all mm -hmm. hilarious. Then for dramas, I love Gilmore Girls. I love One Tree Hill, which was kind of, it was weird. It started, like, I swear to God, it was supposed to be like a teenage drama thing, but it, as the seasons progressed, it yeah, was Yeah, it gets like, really weird. There were, I don't think there were murders, but there were people, oh, what's it Kidnapping. Called? There was kidnapping, and this guy pretended to be someone else's brother, but it wasn't, he, 
he was just crazy. And then, oh, I also love New Girl. I love the OC, which is like a teen drama, and Heart of Dixie. I thought you said Teen Wolf. Didn't you yeah. say Teen Wolf? I feel like I'm talking too much though. Also, yeah, okay, fine. I was gonna say, I also love Teen Wolf. Watch Teen Wolf because or Dylan O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien. It's he's funny. Let me tell you that. And he's really cute. So that's all we have. Hey, Bert. <coughs> Excuse me for today. We'll catch you guys next time.